0: Alright, here we are with Chronicles of Darkness, Creepy Rashomon Marine Buffet, an episode talking about the player characters. I'm Devin, and with me today we have...
1: Nicole, whose character is Leo Kelly.
0: Kevin, whose character is Kaiser Vargas. And Peter Wolf, Petrov. So, this episode is to introduce you, the listeners, to the characters that are being played in this very long game that is going to be produced. Um, To give you a brief rundown of the uh, pitch, uh, this is a Chronicles of Darkness game that is being run in a specific setting, an underwater city in the 80s, that just exists, and it's not a lot like Bioshock. Underwater cities existed before then. Fuck you, that one guy in there that I got into an argument with. Um, (laughs) But more importantly is we're using the second edition Chronicles of Darkness for this game. And we're running six sessions and every 2nd edition Supernatural Splat that's currently available. So, these three characters will be vampires in one game, mages in another, werewolves in another, and so on. The NPCs in the city stay the same, like the, the, the vampire NPCs are the same from game to game, same with the werewolf and the mage ones, as it goes on. Um, these characters are very locked in. Um, once you see, if you look to the website, the, mage, uh, the mortal version of them is basically the template that all the other ones are written from. Uh, And there's very little difference between the two of them. So this session is a nice introduction into those mortal characters. Who these people are and what they're like before they are turned into whatever supernatural they eventually get turned into throughout the course of the game. It's a nice baseline. So who would like to go first?
2: I guess I can start. So this is Peter and he is playing... Uh, Fyodor Vyacheslavovich Patrov. He's a engineer, architect that works at this one. Well. He's been born in the 1946 in Fier in USSR, so just next to Moscow. And, um, well, let's see, uh, he's been studying in the Bauman Moscow State Technical University, or Bauman, as it's called which, you know, generally technical school where he learned all this stuff. And, yeah, he left for Atlantis 1 and got in there around 1971, which is the chronical time where the Atlantis project was restarted. Um, yeah, he was working out the chief engineer there, helped build the city, helped, you know, build all some of the don'ts and so on. Mm-hmm. And a couple of years after he made his home there, his grandfather came over as the old uh, Freemason that he was. Because back in those days in the USSR, during the communist regimes, you know, Freemasons were outlawed. So, you know, he went over there and said, hey, you know, this is a nice place. Maybe we should set up the shop here. This is a nice place. Let's set a cult up in it. Uh, you know, you need to keep the tradition going. Far away from the regime, you know, Impede on it, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's how Fyodor became a Freemason. He started his own lodge, gathers some people, and yeah.
0: So yeah, Fyodor is part of the Freemason branch of Atlantis One. Um, what does he look like?
2: Um, he's generally a bit short, slim, well-dressed, wears some suits, has a thin mustache, and yeah, slick hair, dark. What are his hobbies? Um, well, other than being a Freemason, hmm. Let me check up on my notes here. Sure. I'll for that. Okay. Yeah, he generally enjoys some fine arts like operas and arts, playing exhibitions and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, other than that, uh, I'm not sure it came out in any of the games we played so far. But um, generally, he was investigated by KGB a while back. Even before he went to Atlantis One was, hey, he's you know, a good architect, we can use him in the style of uh, was it East Germany, uh, US Embassy. We're doing this story where the US wanted to do, <coughs> build an embassy in the Eastern Bloc and uh, the powers that be decided, hey, this is a great opportunity to spy on our you know, political opponents. So they cram in as much uh infiltration spy equipment into the building itself as they were building it as they could and then when the u.s uh, discovered that they said okay let's build another story up top this time build it ourselves and you know clear everything from there and yeah i think uh, i was really gonna that i thought this one was similarly infiltrated since there are so many People, important people, sell this coming in here. That you know, it's a perfect opportunity for spying. But I think it, in the end, didn't really do anything with that in their games so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What else about Theodore is there? Uh, where does he live? Uh, he lives in the promenade in a nice penthouse. Because you know, he got an early got things for cheap and built the place himself. So, yeah.
0: So, Fiore, as a mortal, what would he think about the concept of vampires living in the city? Um, like, if he wasn't going to be a vampire, he just, yeah. came, he just found out that vampires existed. Um,
2: well, he'd probably be perturbed by it, because generally he's against superstitious uh, things in general, whether it's religion or otherwise, but if he had actual facts about it, then that probably would spark his curiosity, like, oh, what's going on here? What What is this thing? It's curiosity over, say, horror or revulsion? Yeah, I think he'd take more of a scientific approach to things. Like, okay, this is a thing that's real. Let's figure out where, you know, more things about it, I suppose. I use werewolves,
0: and I was, I'm was. not going to ask for, like, major werewolves, because yeah. they're basically the same thing. Vampire's yeah. an excellent, like, first thing to know about. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between a vampire and a werewolf? Not that much.
3: Mm-hmm. To, to people.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, so, Fyodor, the Freemasons are magic. Like, like everyone at the tier you're in has clairvoyance.
1: That actually also makes sense for why his character wouldn't be super freaked out about vampires and stuff. He'd be curious about it, because he has a creepy cult that also is psychic.
2: Well, Johnny, as I wrote up the Freemasons, they're all about education, reaching the you know higher state of being through being you know, the most educated, the most intelligent, the best there is. And part of that was doubling into the light supernatural abilities that humans can possess, which by default is generally clairvoyance, unless so you want to pursue it further, they can go into, you know, astral projections or seeing the future, the past and things like that. Well, yeah, generally it ends up promoting people to get more money, you know, through helping each other, getting the politics, and that sort of things. See. Okay. All right, Kevin.
3: <coughs> okay, so Kaiser before Atlantis One, he lived in Vancouver, BC, in Canada. He was a enforcer for a gang there because he's he's eighteen, but he looks way older than his age, and always has. And as a result, I always kind of tried to play up to that
1: uh he... he also looks intimidating yeah
3: yeah exactly he looks incredibly intimidating so he uses that to his advantage okay he used to play basketball up there uh he used to perform a lot of petty robberies and some more high profile ones one of his most proud ones was breaking to a museum and stealing uh ink from a uh Onc. from a display onk that's the <laughs> word yes was like, in pink, what? A Pharaoh Cross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he spent a lot of his time up there with his grandmother, who passed away before he moved to Atlantis One. She was a very spiritual person and that kind of rubbed off on him. So he has a heavy interest in occult, in the occult, especially like Egyptian occultism. Mm-hmm. Like ideas of eternal life and stuff like that. The underworld.
0: So he's spiritual. Yes. Alright, and he's in Atlantis One with his family.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, before that he broke, he basically got into, he has a very poor relationship with his father and it's very constantly having butting heads, his father is a police officer, so out of spite he went and robbed a convenience store of all things, like, you know, at gunpoint, uh, a shit, and his father covered it up, but immediately moved to, uh, avoid any further fallout from that, from covering up his son's Mm -hmm. crime, so yeah. He was basically under house arrest for a death before moving into his own place down there. And what's what does his father do in the last one? He is a member of one of the PMCs that guard the various domes.
0: Yeah, so the last one has a private military contractors to security. (coughs) Where do you
3: live? It really depends on, as a human actually, he just kind of, he lives in an apartment in the basement of the same apartment his parents live in. He didn't move very far, Mm -hmm. but it was just enough to get his own space with his own cat and the like, so. He's not happy there, he has high aspirations, and most of them did not involve being moved to an underwater city away from all his connections. (laughs) Right. So while he's there, he mostly works at a VHS store and does some drug running. What are your hobbies? Yeah. What are his hobbies? Basketball. He really enjoys basketball. He was in a few competitions back on back on land. Uh, cartoons, he really likes like He Man, shit like that. Old, old movies. Old movies, John Carpenter's the Thing.
1: Which aren't old at this point. Because yeah. we're in the eighties. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah
3: and uh, more puppy
2: supernatural stuff,
3: right? Not poppy supernaturals, but he likes stuff like... Weekly world news. Of... Yeah, 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 he likes uh, urban garbage. legends and garbage. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Um, what he's else? also a secret nerd. Oh yeah, he's a huge secret nerd. He does like tabletop shit. and
1: uh... <laughs> He reads Klingon. That's oh, yeah. how much of a nerd he is. He, he knows how to read Klingon. He
3: understands Klingon. Like, that does come on. <laughs> Does come up. Yeah, I mean, he, he it's easier for him to understand a lot of esoteric, you know, a lot of movies that are you know pop, pop classics today that weren't weren't back then. He understands a lot of those. And yeah, he also likes going to clubs, drinking. He stands out a lot of those because he tends to go to like goth clubs, and he is just not not at all like that mm-hmm. on the outside. All right. Uh, what would he think of vampires if him as a mortal fan of they were real? He'd be incredibly fascinated by the supernatural idea of them. Mm -hmm. And to the point where if he ever found out about ghouls and the like, he would make it kind of his mission to either be ghouled or turned by a vampire in order to seek out that precious eternal life. And superpowers. And superpowers. And greater control over, you know, himself and the city. He'd be all about that. Awesome. Alright, Nicole.
1: Uh, my character's name is Leona Kelly, but I go by Leo. Um, she came from a military family, but basically ran away to have a hippie lifestyle as a teen. Uh, so she lived on a commune for a while, which um, really helped her. Like She learned how to take care of people really well. She learned how to like be a doctor basically, learned how to farm, and learned how to grow drugs very well. Uh, then basically she kind of had a religious experience, a religious awakening, and decide to run away from it all, and also run away from her criminal record, and come to Atlantis 1. There are no
0: accusations, just friendly crustaceans.
1: (laughs) So yeah, she's uh, in Atlantis 1, she's still a churchgoer, Uh, she's quite religious, um, and also owns a, um, what do I find the word for it? holistic medicine shop that's the word because she ha- also has like a little greenhouse and everything uh, so she grows like medicines and stuff like that and like it's actually not bullshit because you know she actually is really good at medicine and really good at plants but it's, she's not a doctor by any means uh, she also has some criminal connections because she's still going on drugs. She drugs she, she's still doing that she's really good at it and she really likes gardening so, she, uh, yeah, she started, uh, basically selling drugs to this one, uh, gang leader. And he, like, sells it to his clients, basically, And then one time she helped him out when one of his dudes got, uh, stabbed. So now she's basically their back alley doctor. Kind of a double life already as a mortal, because she's doing all this criminal doctor, back alley doctor stuff, while, you know, she also goes to church every Sunday, and... Know, good Christian no, girl damn yeah it's it's a little bit ridiculous um, yeah uh, as for like uh, hobbies and stuff she likes gardening like I said uh, she goes for runs every day uh, she likes doing that she's a very um, routine based person where do you live I also live in the prom I don't have dome actually um she had a lot of money basically saved up from her previous criminal stuff that she was running away from up top and also her her shop does pretty well it's a atlantis one is a very touristy place and that kind of stuff is kind of popular um so yeah she lives in the promenade dome she has a little apartment a greenhouse and her shop and that's all i can think of right now what are her hobbies i just said that oh shit <laughs> I literally just said that.
2: Yeah. Oh man. What well, do you think of vampires if they existed?
1: Yeah,
0: what do
2: you think of vampires if they
0: existed?
1: Uh, I think she'd be horrified because, like, they're monsters that prey on people.
2: They make Jesus weep.
1: And also, like.
2: They're mostly the prey of people, just like it, it kind of it.
1: challenges her religious beliefs. Like, it doesn't really challenge them, but it definitely affects it. That. Supernatural stuff is real. At least vampires are real. If vampires are real, is anything else real? Are ghosts real? Ghosts are probably real. Spirits exist. The soul exists. She probably had a little bit of a crisis. And she. I don't think she would want to know more because she'd be afraid. Um, but she would also not like the fact that she didn't know anything about the world. Like, a lot of what you know about the world, you have to doubt when it turns out anything supernatural is real. I think that's how she'd handle it if she was immortal and not uh, turned into a vampire or anything.
0: that's pretty good. Okay. Alright, and we're going to talk about appearance because I forgot to do it after Peter. So, Nicole, what does your character look like?
1: Uh, She is Caucasian. Um, I think she's average to short. She's she's definitely not tall, but she's kind of a little under average height, I think. Um, she's thin because she's a runner. Uh, She's very plain looking. She's blonde. uh, Blonde, straight hair. And yeah, basically the most, the thing that stands out about her the most appearance-wise is the fact that she doesn't stand out. She kind of blends into the background. Um... Clothing-wise, she dresses like jeans, button-down shirts that are like you know kind of stylish, but also not revealing or anything. Very plain, actually. I feel like there's not much else to her appearance. Okay. No.
3: Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Kyevin. All right. So Kaiser's exceedingly tall, like almost six and a half feet. Oh Jesus. Uh. Muscular, amber eyes, kind of tan, clearly of Spanish descent, and he just looks quite, in, quite intimidating, quite scary. Uh, got a few scars on his like his bottom lip and the like. Uh, his tattoo his uh, back and shoulders are covered in tattoos, a lot of like Egyptian themed stuff, and he dresses really, uh, really street, like basketball shirts, shorts, nice shoes. Um, a, lot of, a fair amount of gold jewelry. He's someone who definitely stands out in a crowd. Alright,
0: that's perfect. Now, uh, the three characters are actually connected in various ways, so let's talk about that.
1: Yes. Okay, who you um, want to go first? As stated, my character cut his back alley doctor stuff for a criminal gang. And Caesar is a good person at stealing things. He's good at stealing. So one time when uh, <laughs> the, when the gang member, one of them, um, I, I keep wanting to say got shot, but there's no guns in Atlantis one, or there shouldn't be, but they got hurt, and were losing a lot of blood, and I was trying to keep them together, so we got, um, well not we, but the gang people got Caesar to break into a hospital.
3: Yeah, um, he's very good at that.
1: Yes. So he broke into a hospital, uh, stole some med- medical supplies, and also some blood. He stole a bunch of blood from a hospital, um, and basically I had to be there to check out that he got the right stuff because he's not a doctor. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Should sure they had
3: little markings on it, like "go for a negative"? It's like okay, be
0: positive. <laughs> be positive.
3: It's like I'm trying to keep my
0: spirits
2: up. <laughs> no, I'm for my ritual.
1: Uh, but yeah, so that's how we basically met hmm. um, as mortals. We didn't really know know each other, but we had seen each other passing, basically, because criminal stuff. We both worked the same gang, yeah. Yeah. Um, as for Freodor, um, her, him and Leo don't really know know each other, but um, someone that went to Leo's church uh, had gone missing recently, about a month ago in game time. and. Uh, he was also the guy that went missing. Was also an engineer, so um, Freodor also knew him, and presumably uh, they had been in the same place when people were talking about trying to find him and stuff.
0: Yeah, what's that guy's name?
1: His name is Sam Jacobs. What a nice guy!
2: Lovely guy. He'll just he's just a nice guy.
1: Nice church-going individual. Yeah, nice. just a normal
2: man. but just a normal guy.
1: He's a single dad, you know. He takes care of his daughter all alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's
3: a. She is all alone.
1: <laughs> so yeah
3: perfect is that all the
0: connections we got yeah uh, yeah these Peter two didn't don't know, each know each other, other. Nope. yeah no there'd be no reason peter's character's 40. yeah
1: yeah, yeah that's not saying something we didn't really bring up peter's character's 40 my character is uh i think mid to late 20s and kaiser's 18. kaiser's only 18 but he looks older and also is very tall so yeah I don't think I ever noticed that he was younger than my character. Until character. he just admits
3: it. He's like, yeah, I'm a DNA. Yeah. He's yeah. like,
1: you're yeah. not even old enough to drink.
3: Yeah. He just takes a drink. And, I'm <laughs> and Theodore's I'm like, drinking I'm right now." 40.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. know <laughs> the various criminal connections and, you know, the tragedy of a missing person. There's no reason these characters would have, like, met at all. Attracted. They're very yeah. different. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh,
3: perfect. And yeah, that is the
0: breakdown for the characters in the game. So that's all there is to talk about, listeners.
2: That's it. It's a well, short episode. I think that's all we can talk about without going to the various spots. Yeah, we already told you about the city last yeah. episode, so we're not yeah. redoing that.
0: So yeah, that will be it. This is Devin. Nicole. Kevin. And, and Peter. And this is sponsored by Nobody, signing off.